Hey, Pioneers, welcome to episode number 318. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the topic of toxins in your personal care products, especially why your skincare and makeup ingredients matter, some of the top ingredients to avoid when purchasing products, as well as the fascinating benefits of tallow. Yes, tallow, which is rendered fat from cattle and a whole lot more in this episode. I'm really excited to share today's interview with you because very much like my story and many of yours from those of you who have emailed in and shared with me is you first started turning to homesteading because you were experiencing health issues and changing your diet or changing your food or making a change to something more natural was the catalyst and allowing you to heal. And then it led into other areas of your life. And what I find fascinating about so many of us who have came to homesteading and natural living is many of us, though what we were dealing with may not be the exact same health issue, a lot of us have this in common, or maybe it wasn't so much a health issue, but for other reasons, but once you really started implementing homesteading, you did notice, notice a change in your health. So I love hearing other people's stories, the things that they have learned and done so that we can also apply this to our own journey. Welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Norris. I'm a fifth generation homesteader, as well as best-selling author of multiple books, including The Family Garden Plan and The Made from Scratch Life. I help hundreds of thousands of people every single month learn to use easy, simple, modern homesteading for a more self-sufficient and healthy life. And I am excited to do the same with you and also introduce you to today's guest. Now, I have to tell you that I actually started using their products about a full year before I actually got to meet Emily. And then, of course, now you're going to listen to that exchange in just a few minutes here on this episode. But one of the really great things is today's podcast is sponsored by Toops & Co., which is the name of the company and the founder that I have on here. But what's really exciting is they are a small family company. And I love introducing you to those companies, even if they're not local to us, because oftentimes we can't find someone extremely local, but we can support small companies with the beautifulness of the internet, which I choose to focus on the great attributes of the internet and not the negative. And Emily, if you use code, coupon code pioneering, you can get free shipping on any order. You could go to melissaknorris.com forward slash skincare and use the coupon code pioneering and you can get free shipping. You'll also be able to go, we'll be talking about a lot of things. So if you want to be able to see them or check out other things that we are referencing and talking about in today's episode, you can always check out the blog post that accompanies the episode at melissaknorris.com forward slash 318. That's just the number 318 because this is episode number 318. Okay, without any further ado, let's jump straight into this interview. I am very excited for today's guest. Emily, welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. Hey, Melissa. 
Thanks so much for having me on today. Yes. Well, it's really funny because I started using your product way before I met you. And I don't think I even realized that you were a fellow homesteader when I placed like my first couple of orders. So then when I found out that you were also a homesteader and were one of my new favorite skincare and makeup companies, I was like, oh, this is just perfect. She's a fellow homesteader. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to introduce people to you um, into your guys' story, but also the amazingness of your guys' skincare. So let's kind of start at the beginning, so to speak, about how you guys got started homesteading and how that homesteading journey actually led you to starting your company, which please tell me if I'm mispronouncing this, Toops and Co. Did I say that's, it right? That's exactly right. Yes. Toops, as they like soup, but with a T. Okay, good. I'm, I'm feeling very proud of myself for pronouncing <laughs> correctly. <laughs> so when our daughter was a baby, she had horrible eczema. And this was before I knew anything about food or even about products. Just we were living a very standard American life. And I just wasn't satisfied with the answer that all I could do was buy a drugstore petroleum product um, and on the worst days use steroids on her. And so I dug my heels in and started researching and I was going to figure out what to do. At that time, my husband and I had just moved like away from Louisiana, which we were both born and raised there um, to Alabama for his job. And he was having like chronic migraines. And it really just got to a peak where I was like, I want our health back. And so at that time, there really wasn't a lot of access to like clean pastured meat, pesticide free vegetables. And we were like watching all these documentaries, throwing away everything in our house. And then we we're like, okay, now what, what are we going to eat now? <laughs> um, there's <laughs> nothing left in here. We pretty much watched a documentary and then got a garbage bag and threw away everything in our house. And we were like, from now on, we're, we're starting over a clean slate. And so we saved every penny we had and bought this 20 acre farm. And a funny story before we even closed, I went out on a limb and purchased a dairy cow. And my husband was like, did you buy the cow? And I was like, oh yeah, I've done paid for Like, he's like, we haven't even closed on the house yet. Like, I know we said we would, <laughs> we were going to get one, but, uh, oh, I hope we close. <laughs> so anyway, I was just so ready to homestead and just take our health back into our own hands. Um, and the first day we went out to milk, we just did it together. We hope for the best and the rest is kind of history and, you know, has, put us on this traje uh, trajectory from, from then to now. So one, I love you are a woman of action because there's a lot of people, myself included, that you'll watch documentaries or different things and like, oh man, like we really need to make some changes. But most people don't go in and just literally throw everything out of the kitchen and or <laughs> buy a milk cow before they have even closed and have the land to do it. So I have to say, I, I really admire that. And that is really awesome. But when you guys made the changes in in your diet, I'm assuming it was going to from, you know, standard American diet, which most people are with to grass fed and organic, uh, non-GMO foods as close to their whole state as possible. Is that I'm assuming that uh, I'm kind of on yes, the right track. Exactly there. right. Um, and how, yeah. how long then I'm curious after making that, how long was it before you started to notice like noticeable improvement, both with your husband's headaches, as you mentioned, but also your daughter's eczema? 
I mean, I, obviously it was all of the things combined, you know, getting off of city water onto well water and changing our diet, being outside in the sun and also just working like we just changed our whole entire lifestyle. Um, and so at that time, I started also making Telebalm in our farmhouse kitchen and it worked miracles for her skin. And we were just so blown away. And I mean, like crying tears of joy that both I was feeling better. My husband's migraines were less frequent and our daughter's skin was, which was just the pinnacle of all, you know, our health issues was getting so much better. I mean, she was cracking and bleeding in every crease and crevice that she had. And so, you know, a lot of people say it was so crazy. I'll just picked up and just moved to a farm. Like it, it wasn't crazy because we were so determined to heal her and heal her skin. You know, it was a big deal for us. Uh, and we just were not satisfied with what, you know, America with the standard American diet and healthcare could provide for us. And that is what brought us on our journey to homesteading. Um, and so then we started selling the tallow bomb and it was really just because we had a, gen we, we were genuinely so excited to share with other people. We were like people that knew us personally couldn't believe the improvement in her skin. And we had no plans to grow into a company. We just genuinely wanted to share um, the skin healing benefits of tallow that we had you know, discovered. And it was like this brand new discovery to us. And we were just really excited because it had made such a huge impact on our family. It's amazing. You know, it's funny, though, I didn't have eczema issues. A lot of our progression to where we are today was because of my own health issues and how changing, just like you guys saw, uh, changing diet first. It took about six months for me to get completely off of all the prescription medications and where I would say like I, I was healed. Yeah. But really six months is such a short period of time because I battled with it for years using prescription medications and all these different things. And it's interesting though, because so I started first with food, but then it was kind of the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, if just switching my food made this much of a difference on my health, then what about the cleaning products? And what about the stuff I'm putting on my skin? And where you guys kind of did both at the same time. So when it comes to skincare and makeup ingredients, because I think a lot of us do think about our food now. And I think it's becoming a lot, there's a lot more awareness out there, I think in this day and age than there even was 10 years ago on how your food and how it's raised oh, yeah, and all of that. But I think, and I think there is also the movement of people beginning to become more aware of like also what you're putting on your skin and what you're cleaning with and stuff. But I think that there's more, or I should say, in what I have seen, there's more of an emphasis on food, which I think it's great that there's that emphasis. But why on your skincare and makeup, should we be paying more attention to that or as much attention to that as we are our food? Well, I like to tell people that if I had to call poison control because I ingested a skincare product, then I absolutely will not be putting on my skin, plain and simple. But I think it took a little bit longer for me to actually get to the skincare. We started with diet. Then we laundry detergent was a huge one. We switched out laundry detergent. We rated our house of all fragrance and cleaning products. But like something about my makeup bag, like that was just for me. Mm -hmm. And I just kept with the same things because I don't know if it's this um, thought process of a mom, but like you want to take care of everyone else, but you're going to take care of yourself last. 
So the makeup bag just kind of stayed the same for a little for a while. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until my daughter got a little early older and she would ask for things like a swipe of lip gloss while I was getting ready that it really made me think like, what the heck are in these products? Uh-huh. Um, you know, why is this the last place in my life that I'm cleaning out? Um, and at that time, we were already making the towel balm and already using it. And at this, you know, in the same time, I'm putting drugstore makeup on my face. And when I saw it through the eyes of like what I wanted to be on my daughter's skin, I was like, oh, no, 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 you, you can't use that. I can use that. You can't use that. <laughs> um, that it really that's what I was like, OK, like I always do. I'm going to start researching. Like, what are these ingredients? Like I, I would purchase things like without a thought of what the ingredients would be. And then when, of course, I started doing the research, I was like, why am I putting this on my skin? It's just because we've been conditioned to think that it's safe. If a skincare company makes it, then it must be safe. Um, or that it's regulated by the FDA. And a lot of people don't know that skincare products are not regulated by the FDA at all until there are enough complaints and enough problems that customers are complaining about that it you know, triggers an investigation into what the products are. I guess I did not realize that they weren't governed by the FDA, which sometimes being governed by the FDA doesn't mean a lot. And sometimes it does. Right, um, right. But I, I didn't even I honestly didn't even know that. But I am. That is really fascinating. And I was laughing because I walked the exact same path as you, like it was my daughter coming in and she was like, you know, three, four. And when mom's getting mm-hmm. ready, was one. And I was looking at stuff and I actually was a independent contractor for a very large beauty company that has reps and you order your makeup from them. And I liked their makeup, like the way that it worked and mm-hmm. looked on my skin. But then it got to the point where I'm like, I can't in good conscience use this myself anymore because of the ingredients. And therefore I cannot sell it to someone else. Absolutely. And so I completely (laughs) stopped and I've never went back to it. So I'm just finding this really fascinating, but I will also want to go ahead. Oh no, no, no. go ahead. Yeah. no, Uh, no, no, A lot of people talk so much about the gut microbiome and it's so important gut microbiome. And so as we are, you know, drinking a lot of broth and doing these things to heal our gut microbiome. When we have skin issues, we're dealing with the skin microbiome. And so we want to also take care of that. So when we're using like harsh soaps and sulfates and phthalates on our skin, we're disrupting that microbiome of of our skin. And I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. Like how can we restore the microbiome of our skin? And that is with tallow because it has vitamins A, D, E, and K. So it's super nourishing, omega-3 fatty acids, CLA, which is conjugated linoleic acid, like those things sound like foods, something that we would want to want in our foods because tallow, you know, it basically is a food, but it also can be nourishing and healing to the skin. Okay. That is fascinating because I actually suffered from acne, even as an adult, I still have, I still get acne breakouts, not as much as I did um, earlier. And I think actually, as you were saying that with the the gut microbiome and that I think has definitely helped, but I still do have, I do still have adult acne and and battle with that. And I think part of like when you're a teenager, they're like, oh, well, you know, use non-comedogenic oils and you have to be really careful on moisturizers because you're going to clog your pores. And so I think some people like when you would tell them to put tallow on their face, I think they would naturally be like, oh my gosh, but isn't that going to make me break out? 
Right. Or I have oily skin. I definitely can't use oil. Yeah. Um, but I had very oily skin all the time. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning, it's like a oil slick on your face. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, my heritage is Italian. We're just naturally Mediterranean, very oily. <laughs> and that's kind of what my mom has just always said, like we're oily. But when I started using oil on my face, specifically tallow, it stopped the overproduction of oil. And I don't consider myself to have oily skin anymore. And so when I tell people that, I feel like sometimes the light bulb goes off and they're like, well, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just like people who go, um, who stop using shampoos. You know, you, if you use a really harsh shampoo, you have to wash your hair every day or every other day. But when you stop those harsh shampoos and your body readjusts how much sebum it makes, then you can go longer and longer. And that's how you kind of wean off of, um, you know, using a shampoo. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's funny because I did the same thing with shampoo and I'm like, oh yeah, I only wash my hair once or twice a week now where before, like it would be so oily. You'd had to wash it every yeah. day at the roots. Yeah. So with the tallow, what are some more of the benefits besides the, the vitamins and the CLA? Are there other things that it can help with the skin? So um, tallow is just uniquely compatible with the biology, you know, the biology of cells. It's about 80% similar to our own cell, our own cell membrane. So the sebum that our skin makes when it's compared to tallow, it's about 80% of the same molecules. Um, and so that makes it almost exactly the same as if we were moisturizing with our own oil. It absorbs very well. It's not greasy. Um, and it's saturated fat, which we know that most of our cells are made of saturated fat. And so it's absorbed very well. Um, the omega-3 fatty acids just support the cell membrane structure and therefore it just helps your skin hold in moisture better and you know customers tell me all the time i've dealt with chronic dry skin forever and i i can't believe i've never used another product that holds in moisture in my skin and we've just been sold this lie that the you know vegan in skincare is what is the best that plant extracts and plant oils are the, you know, the gold standard in skincare when, and look, I love coconut oil just as much as the next person. So I don't knock plant oils, but you can't replace what tallow does to your skin. And it's, you know, biocompatibility with your, with your skin. Yeah. It's actually really fascinating. So my daughter is a preteen, she's 12 and she's, has some really dry patches and part of it is because she is just like a fish and is outside in the sun and in the swimming pool mm -hmm. and in the creeks and in the rivers like all summer long and so every summer her her skin especially on her face will get really dry in patches and so she was complaining she's like oh mom it's actually it's kind of burning like it's so dry in certain areas and so I kind of hoard my tallow bomb from you guys. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm almost out of this jar. So here, like you can take this one and use it and then I'll just open a new one for me. And so I gave it to her and it's actually been really amazing because she just came to me two days ago and it's like, mom, I'm out, but my skin, it's like not dry anymore. So do you, I need more. And I'm like, oh, cause every 
every summer we battle with this and she'll try different things like coconut oil and, you know, different moisturizers and it'll help a little bit, but it never really completely heals just until we move into fall and she's not in the water all the time and in the direct sunlight. And so like that there is a testimony because we've tried a lot of other things and it really did make a big difference for her. So I now need to order more as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> but I just love to hear that. I, I love to hear that. And I feel good about her using it, especially at, you know, at 12, because I I want her to be set up from the get go when it took me to be in my 30s to learn a lot of this, you know. Right. And so right. I want her to have it for her whole life so she doesn't have. Uh, which kind of one is that you have a couple other ingredients in your tallow that I would love for you to talk to us about and their benefits in that in your guys's tallow bomb that you put in there, but then also about ingredients that you should be looking to avoid when you are purchasing products. So if you could start with what your other awesome benefits are, because I actually have a question. Okay. I'm just going to spill the beans. So you guys have frankincense in there, which I love, but on the label, it, it looks like it's two different kinds of frankincense and I actually don't know what the difference between the two is. So can you tell me about that? So we mix all of our tallow bombs with organic, you know, fresh pressed olive oil, and then we mix them with organic essential oils. And I I don't think everyone understands the, um, importance of the essential oils being organic. You know, we go through all this trouble to get this grass-fed tallow, and then we source this amazing olive oil. And then when it comes to essential oils, if they're not organic, that means that the farms that they were grown on can use anything they want on the, you know, on the plants before they're extracted. And so we purchase USDA certified organic oils for our tallow bombs. And so the frankincense oil, frankincense is actually a resin and the frankincense oil is extracted from the resin and there are different kinds of frankincense trees. And so to get the resin, they will pierce the tree with a knife or something like that. And then the tree will produce this resin and it kind of like flows out and it hardens. And then they cut that off and that that is frankincense. It's just a hardened resin from a tree and it's anti-inflammatory, it's antiseptic, and it's also kind of used as an astringent. And so it's so wonderful for the skin. Um, And the reason that we use two different kinds of frankincense is that both of them are beneficial to the skin, but in different ways. And when we were formulating the frankincense, I was trying to decide which frankincense are we going to use? Like I love the skin benefits of this frankincense but it doesn't smell as great as the other one and then i love the um frankincense serrata and the skin benefits and it smells amazing so we just decided to combine both and we use exact amounts of both and since not more of one than the other we use the same amount of each one and i feel like it just makes it a really potent frankincense face balm it's the top seller on our website i mean i love it so much and part of the reason why i think that everyone else loves it is because i formulated it until i absolutely loved it and i had to have both of the frankincense oils in it yeah it does smell really good and and research i had done on frankincense actually prior to getting your guys's tallow balm was as, as you begin to age, frankincense can really help support the skin and slow down some of the 
aging process. Like I'm trying to talk all like kosher and not make any medical claims. Right. Um, Um, But yeah. Repairs, helps to repair the skin cells and just the skin turnover is quicker when using frankincense. And so a lot of times that's something that you might hear when someone talks about like a retinol product, Mm -hmm. something that we don't use retinol in any of our products and I avoid. But I like to use frankincense because I don't want to say that it works as a retinol because it doesn't, but it it makes the skin turnover quicker, which is what you're trying to achieve when you're using a retinol product. Yeah. And it's just the skin benefits are anti-aging is a strong word because everyone uses that. So yeah. I don't use the word anti-aging, but it improves skin's like elasticity and can visibly like re- reduce the amount of wrinkles on your face if you're using it and the skin, you know, cell turnover is happening at a quicker rate than what it was. Yeah. Well, as we get older, our skin turnover does slow down, but also like if you're getting like, especially for myself, because I've kind of been looking into like, is it a hormonal balance? Like why and when I'm still getting breakouts and where I'm getting them? Like, you know, like, what is this a sign of like, you know, like you do dig into the research and part of the acne that I have is from lack of cell turnover the cells they're not turning over quick enough and so there's stuff that's getting trapped and so yeah so anyway so i'm really excited that you guys use the frankincense in there but i wasn't sure what the two different types types were and so i'm like oh i'm going to be able to talk to you actually in well in person over zoom as we're recording (laughs) this um so i'm like i can just ask emily then at that time but it does and it has a very almost silky feel like when you're putting Mm -hmm. it on both on your fingertips and then when you're putting it on the skin like I really love the texture of it I love the texture too and that's not something you're going to get with every towel bomb Um, our towel bomb is whipped so as we add in the um, you know a a lot of people don't understand tallow is actually hard so if you've ever rendered tallow or lard you put it in a jar when it hardens it's not easy to like dip your finger in and take some out Mm-mm. And so the olive oil is softening the tallow, but at the same time, we're whipping it in, you know, big whisks that whip air into it as well. And it just gives it this beautiful silky texture that a lot of companies are going to get by using silicones and other additives in their products. And we just <laughs> we do it manually and it makes it easier to apply. And it just feels it feels so great. It does. It feels very luxurious. Like I look, for, it sounds so weird, <laughs> but I look forward to it. Like in the <laughs> evening, I'm like, oh, like it feels like a little bit of pampering, honestly. And I think it's uh, a skincare that the pioneers used, ancestral skincare. Yeah, which is really amazing as I feel like the more we discover in this modern age, the more we learn, the more <laughs> we return back to old ways um, in certain aspects. And, and just like this, like, yes, tallow tallow was amazing for the skin and we got away from using it and now we're kind of rediscovering its benefits and some of the things that the pioneers did with the help of modern because we're able to put in that frankincense resin which a lot of the pioneers did not have frankincense trees and you know weren't able to put that in so we're kind of getting to marry the two together which that's the aspect of modern homesteading that i really love so what are some top ingredients, though? Because we, we have talked a lot about t- the tallow bomb, which I'm excited about because it's great. But if you're looking at purchasing other skincare products, what are some of the top ingredients that we should avoid? Like just if it's on the label, step away. 
Yeah. So if it's a paraben, a phthalate, a propylene glycol, polyethylene glycol, any EDTAs, and then the top one is fragrance because all of you know those um, ingredients are in so many of our personal care products. But I always like to point out fragrance as a top because it's it seems harmless. It's not a word that we can't pronounce. But fragrance is it could be any combination of three thousand plus stock chemical ingredients that include hormone disruptors and allergens. And these fragrance formulas that are you know, produced by these companies are protect, protected under federal laws classification of a trade secret. And therefore they can put the word fragrance on their ingredient list and not disclose any of the array of ingredients that make up that fragrance. And synthetic fragrance and is one of the top air contaminants in our in homes. And so when you do um, like a survey of homes and what are the top contaminants in uh, your inside air, fragrance comes up as one of the top ones every time. And it's because it's in every product that we purchase. Everything has some kind of scent to the point where we're so scented in America that we can't smell it. But if you, if you, you know, I'm sure you know, once you go unscented in your home and in your products you smell everything especially on other people Mm -hmm. um and then you're like whoa like i can't i i used to be one of those people who walked around with you know the top name brand clothing detergent smell you know wafting through the air (laughs) as i walked by and so i i just like to talk about ingredients because no matter what you're purchasing skincare makeup or detergent um dishwashing detergent home cleaning supplies those ingredients are going to be in those things and that's some of the top things that we want to take out of our homes because they're hormone disruptors and um you know when your hormones are disrupted the body starts to degrade we are seeing um you know all kinds of illnesses and allergies in both adults and children And so, you know, it kind of makes you think about all of these toxic products that are in our homes and fragrances and, you know, making those changes can be really hard. Um, The reason I used a lot of the products in our home is because some of mom used them. And so I was like, oh, she uses this detergent. When I got married, I went to the store and I bought that detergent. Um, And it could just be ingrained as we, you know, grow up and what we've seen without us even realizing that those products can be toxic to ourselves and our children. Yeah. You know, and another thing that I found in my research, too, that I had no idea is a lot of those fragrances, not only the hormone disruptors, which is a huge thing, but they have carcinogenic properties to them. Yeah. Yeah. And and like those two alone are really huge, big things. And it is so true, though, because now my daughter, as I said, she's a preteen and so she'll get gifted you know at christmas from her birthdays and stuff people will give her you know like those little body sprays and perfumes and i don't wear perfume i've never actually been able to wear perfume it's always given me a headache and now i know why but back back then i couldn't figure out it like my girlfriends could always wear perfume but anytime i tried to wear perfume within like a half an hour of putting it on i would have this horrible headache and i'd have to go wash it off so thankfully i guess the lord gave me a trigger so that i didn't wear it and wasn't exposed to it a lot um but i will i can smell it like she'll do it in her bedroom and then come out and i am like a bloodhound i'm like stop using that poor kid i'm like stop it you're you're giving me a headache i said i don't want you using that stuff and it's 
you know, it's a balance because at their age, I feel like it is go, a balance. It is a balance. And so I'm like, if everything else that I can give her to put on her skin and she uses perfume every now and then, then I'm like that I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm going to have to be okay with that at this point. Cause yeah. otherwise, you know, if she's using all other good stuff, then we'll just go with that. But I'm actually really happy that you guys branched out into other products. And the reason for that is because for years, and I think this was the thing when I met you in person, like I was totally gushing and so excited about, I'm glad I didn't freak you out and make you be like, okay. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> okay. I ran away to my husband and I was like, Trent, I just met this lady. She is the sweetest. And she was like, full face of tubes. I was like, I've never had anybody walk up to me and say that before. I, just, I felt like that's amazing. Okay, um, good. So, no, I wasn't at all turned off. I was actually super excited and doing a little happy dance inside. Okay, good. And that is because I want natural, good for my skin, good for the environment, all the things makeup. But I have to tell you, I have really struggled to find natural products that actually worked as well as the junky ones or that have the junky ingredients. And yours has been the first, and I mean first ever foundation that one I could get a decent, a good color match on. So I, you know, natural, it's not cakey, yeah. but honestly, and that didn't, you know, come off on my phone or my clothes all the time. That's another thing for me, but that actually covered up because I did have acne uh, worse when I was younger. So I have, and I have scars from it that actually would cover up the acne scars and blend well without looking like I have a ton of makeup on. And so after I discovered the foundation, I'm like, okay, let's try all the other what stuff. What else does she have? <laughs> what else does she have? And so now I'm like hooked on using, I'm using the eyeshadow and I love the lip gloss because they actually the color stays on and it's not like tacky sticky, but it has yeah. like a really pretty shine. Yeah. It's, one of the things I hate is like, you know, your hair like touches your lips and gets stuck to your lip gloss. I was like, yes. there, there'll be none of that in this lip gloss. I love that. So tell me though, um, like how did you branch out into that? Because from doing tallow balm to then actually formulating makeup, that seems like a really big step. So I'm super curious how you guys did that. So whenever I was interested first in adding some, actually, you know, more products. We, we did deodorant and then we did the mineral foundation. And I, I took some classes on um, like color blending and, and things like that. But my sister actually was still in college. I think it was either her junior or senior year. And she and I are 18 months apart and she is a chemical engineer and she was in school <laughs> learning all this stuff. So I would call her up and ask her all about these ingredients and like the molecular weight of this and that and all these things. Um, and she was just able to test it out in the lab for me. And so we actually worked with the company and with her and me. And we were like, these are the ingredients we want in the products. And we want it to work like this. Like, how many times do we have to go back until it is perfect? And so that's just what we did. I, I can't take all of the credit for that. I knew the ingredients I wanted to use. And I knew the ingredients I didn't want to use. And so... Um, kind of a slogan that we use all the time is if it's not good enough for me and my family, then it's not good enough for us to sell. And as we added products, we just went one by one until I love them. And then we would release them and they were all received really well. So a lot of kudos to my sister, a lot of late nights in LSU's chemistry lab. And this is what we got. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you did because 
when my daughter turned 12, I ordered her her very first foundation. I have very strict rules at 12 on what she is allowed to wear and what she's not yeah. as far as makeup goes, because I want it to be very minimal. I don't want her to, you know, that could be a whole other podcast episode. But I got her her very first foundation and her blush and it's from Tube. So I was like super and a little light, very light in color uh, lip gloss. But I was very excited to be able to hand that to her on her birthday, which consequently was the day before I met you at the conference. Her birthday was actually while we were on the trip. And so it was really funny because I'm like, the makeup I just got you, like I could point you out. It was really funny anyway. So that was really fun. Just a little side story. Um, But as we wrap up, if you could only make one change tomorrow, what would you swap out? So uh, people ask me this question all the time. And my answer will always be deodorant. It's something that we use every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. It's the most applied product to our body and most often the most toxic. Toxic chemicals and deodorant, triclosan, parabens, phthalates, fragrance. But, you know, at the top, and a lot of people know this is aluminum Mm. and um, aluminum is a metal, but it's a common ingredient in antiperspirants which is a little different than an, a deodorant. So there's a difference between antiperspirants and deodorants. And an antiperspirant works by plugging your sweat ducts to stop you from sweating, which one in itself is bad. But then two, aluminum causes instability on the cell level, meaning that it increases our cells tendency to mutate. And those mutations can increase the chance of tumor growth. And we know that one of the number one cancers in women is breast cancer. And where do we apply our deodorant? Basically on the sides of our breasts. And it's just crazy to me that one, it's still sold on the drugstore shelf, all these deodorants that um, have aluminum and two, and the fragrance and all the other toxic chemicals that are in them. And, you know, a lot of people will come at me and say, well, everything in, in the world is a chemical, but not everything in the world is a toxic chemical, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Very true. And so if I could make, if I could have someone that I, especially someone I loved make one swap, it would be deodorant. Okay. I love that one. And that's funny. I've been, I have used a natural deodorant now for 10 years, but I have had a harder time getting other members of my family to swap out to natural deodorants. But get this, I have not tried the Toops and Co's deodorant yet. So I'm just going to go place a big old order now (laughs) and try all that. I need to reorder and restock some stuff anyway. So I'm now going to try out the deodorant and see if I can get them to swap over too. So Emily, I'm so glad that you followed your gut and your instinct and not only made changes for your family, but then decided like we need to share this and make this available to the rest of the world. So Thank you for that. And I'm so glad that you came that you came on the podcast. I had a lot of fun and I actually learned quite a few things that I did not know before. So thank you. Thanks so much. I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did and learned some valuable tips about what you'll be looking for in your own skincare and makeup routine. I have to say some of my favorite products that I have been using from Tupsin Organic is, of course, the tallow balm. We covered that uh, quite well. But I really also like their liquid foundation and the concealer and their eyeliner. 
Now, you might not be a makeup girl, and that's completely fine. You may be just focused on the skincare aspect. But for those of us who do like to wear makeup every now and then, I really like the eyeliner because it goes on well and it doesn't smudge. You know what I'm talking about? I naturally have dark circles under my eyes. I have since the time I was a little girl and even a teenager. And I can't stand when I have an eyeliner that ends up smudging off. And I only use eyeliner on my top eyelid, but oftentimes with other brands, it will smudge off and then it makes the circles underneath my eyes look even darker by the end of the day. So I really like that the eyeliner is creamy, so it goes on easy, but it doesn't smudge. It stays in place, which is a really big key for me. I also really like their lip gloss. I know I'm talking like a walking advertisement, but I literally had searched for years since I started going towards natural skincare and makeup and had a very hard time finding anything that I really did like. I like their lip gloss because it's not super tacky and sticky. You know what I'm talking about, my lip gloss wearers. And it has really good color though, and it's very moisturizing. So my favorite color that I use in the lip gloss is the Berry Marvelous, but they've got several shades. I also get a very light and natural one for my daughter, and she really enjoys that as well. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And remember, you can use that coupon code pioneering for free shipping at melissacanoris.com forward slash skincare. I can't wait to be back here with you next week. We have a really fun episode over the next few weeks. We last week, if you didn't listen to that episode where we were exploring meat rabbits, we are exploring different types of of animals and livestocks to increase our self-sufficiency. And some of those animals give us meat as well as other benefits. You can get the fur, obviously, with the rabbits. Some are dual purpose where you're going to get dairy as well as meat. And then we've also got some other episodes coming up that are really fun talking about fiber animals. But next week's episode, I can't wait for you to tune into. We are going to be talking all about dairy goats. So if you have been thinking about getting a dairy animal and you're thinking about going goats because you don't have as much space or acreage as would be required for a dairy cow, you are going to love next week's episode. I can't wait to see you then. For now, blessings in mason jars. Mm -hmm.